Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. I'm Andrew Ryan coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. Coming up this hour, we'll have for you hashtag Taiwan. And in today's episode, Leslie Liao will be talking about Eclipse FOMO. Also in status update, John and Shirley will be interacting with you, the listener. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Today is Tuesday, June 30th, and you're listening to Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. In the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Indeed you do. And we also have me, Andrew Ryan. Indeed I, <laughs> I do. do. <laughs> in today's show, we're going to tell you about something very hot. Um, don't get your hopes up. We're just talking about temperature hot. Um, but that can be hot, too. Uh, we're going to tell you about how uh, we recently experienced, yesterday in fact, um, one of the hottest days in recorded history. Uh, and uh, we'll also tell you how the Ministry of Education is planning on installing air conditioners in schools. I think that's a good thing. We're going to have a little roundup of our uh, Dragon Festival experiences uh, there's also a large gay pride event held in Taiwan, the only one in the world. So we're going to tell you about that as well. So many things to talk about. So little time. Let's get right to it. Alrighty, let's uh, let's start off by looking back at the weekend. Uh, how was your weekend, Leslie? It was. It was all right. I still had to write the news for Friday. Okay. So I was still working a bit. But I did have a little bit of a stint. Um, I needed to go out to the busiest part of the island during the busiest time, which was not ideal. Are you talking about the beautiful seaside county of Ilan? Uh, yeah. And thankfully, I didn't make it down to Hualien, where there were reports that... Did you know that there was a traffic jam for 15 hours down that way? What? 15 hours. Oh, that's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I guess just everybody's got kind of like cabin fever. Yeah. From staying in from all the pandemic stuff. This is mm. this is the first time we've had a long weekend where the health officials were just like, hey, you know what? You're free to go. They're calling it revenge tourism. Have you heard this? I have not heard of they this. They call it Yo. So it's like taking revenge on coronavirus for keeping you at home for so long. So it's like you're getting your getting back at the virus Fair by going enough. out and having a lot of fun. All right. Unfortunately, here in Taiwan, we can do that because there's only what there's four people in hospital I, right now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, no domestic cases for like we're, we must be at eighty days by now. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Um, something crazy. So we're very fortunate here. Now you were not going to uh, Elon for vacay. No, I uh, I plan to stay in Taipei the entire long weekend because. You know, I I just went to go see the eclipse last week, so mm -hmm. that was like my month, my quota for fun for the month was over. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> and um, but I had some relatives call me. They're just like, hey, you know, the car broke down on a busy highway. Could you help us out? Because everybody else in the family is out having fun, and oh, you're the only one in Taipei. That's a terrible thing to say. 
That's uh, we know you're not having fun, so we're gonna make it even less fun for you. Yeah, but so, family in need. Yeah, family in need is family indeed. Um, so where, where were you? You didn't have to go to the highway and pick them up, did you? No, they were off the highway by that point, but I still had to make it down to Elon. And mm. unfortunately, luckily, Elon still has like the, the, the big highways, like the big government highways. Mm-hmm. Once you get past like Elon to Hualien, that's when you get like the provincial roads. Yeah. And that's like, those aren't, those aren't fun, Andrew. I mean, beautiful as they are, they're not fun. It screeches to a halt, yeah. yes. So I had to go help them out, figure out what was going on. I can't even remember what was going on. I just remember I was just like standing by the side of the road with a tow truck. I'm like, what am I doing here, man? Did you bring your toolkit? No. No, <laughs> well, no, I did. I did, actually. Sorry. But I didn't use it. I didn't need to use it. <laughs> they didn't have what they have. They had a flat tire. They No, there was something wrong with the, uh, what's the, 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 the radiator of their yeah, car. So yeah. it was overheating. And you know how hot it gets. Oh, yeah. Or how hot it got over the long weekend. Yes, indeed. And the car was just, the car was like tapping out. Oh, no. It's like I'm done. Yeah. I've had it. No way, man. You either take me to the beach or I'm just going to take a nap by the roadside here. You take me to the beach and you drive me into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not the best thing for the car, but I can understand how anybody, I I certainly know why people would want to jump into the ocean. Yeah. So did you have any fun at all? I had some fun. I I hung out with some friends and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I did all right. Just balanced it out. Yeah, My ledger's at zero. zero. (laughs) Oh, well, we're going to have to find a way to change that around and uh, enable you to have more fun than that in the coming weeks. I was around in Taipei. I was mostly relaxing. Mm. Um, I went to, let's see, what did I do? I went to a riverside for a little riverside action, a little barbecuing, a little dip in the spring waters, nice uh, getaway from Taipei City. Um, I also went to a couple pride events. There were some very interesting things happening. There was a black queer pride, which was mostly people of color, uh, mostly, uh, well, were they mostly African-American? Um, I can't verify that, but definitely uh, all people of color, all black people doing poetry, uh, doing some lip syncing, doing some um, like singing. Um, and there was a dance performance. It was pretty impressive. I think it was the first annual event in Taiwan. Of course, this is also in conjunction with Black Lives Matter. Mm. Um, so a lot of interesting things happening that night. Uh, then on Sunday, there was the world's only pride event in june you know june is international pride month Mm. um, and that is in recognition of stonewall the original uprising in new york city at the stonewall inn uh, which was a i guess a popular gay bar back in the 60s yeah Uh, and this took place on june 28th 1969 again led largely by people of color uh, uh, trans people uh, some of the, uh, I guess, most in-need groups within the LGBTQ spectrum, or should we call it the TLBG it's spectrum? A, Let's I, put the T in front. Yeah, Why not? okay, sure. They deserve it. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, because most of the world uh, was unable to celebrate things in person. Mm. So more than 500 global events have been canceled for the month of June. Now, Taiwan usually has pride in October. Yes. Uh, however, this year they decided that they wanted to hold a special solidarity event with the rest of the world in June. So I guess Taiwan was the location of the only pride event that was held in person 
because I think some other ones went um, along as planned on the internet. Um, but the one in Taipei had more than, it says 1,200 participants, uh, including all kinds of fun people. Some drag queens were there. Um, and they did a little march from the front gates all the way up to the uh, Memorial Hall. Not a, not a huge parade, as it were, but they had a massive um, gay pride flag, the rainbow flag, of course. Now, one of Taiwan's pioneer gay rights activists uh, and the honorary chairman of the Taiwan Gay Sports and Development Association, Qi Jia Wei, was uh, there. Okay. And he was kind of like the original person who pushed for same-sex marriage in Taiwan. I believe he was even jailed for a period of time for his efforts to push that forward um, as early as, the, I think, the 80s he's been pushing for it. So last year was a big year for him, uh, finally seeing the fruits of his efforts. Um, and he was there. He said he was marching for New York because that's the origin of the Stonewall Uprising. He said he attended the parade there last year. I think he was even like in the parade, oh. you know, having uh, witnessed the passage of same-sex marriage a month earlier. On behalf of Taiwan, he was there? Yes. Oh, that's great. And he was there with a bunch of people from Taiwan. Uh, kind of an exciting thing. The first country in Asia to pass same-sex marriage. Uh, somebody else that was there was Aurelion uh, Jegu, who's better known as Cookie the Drag Queen. Uh, she said she feels proud to be in Taiwan, marching for France during the pandemic. A lot of people had signs that said, today I'm marching for, and then you could write in big letters who you were marching on behalf of. Because it was sort of like in solidarity with all the with people the that, rest of the world, yeah, right? that can't okay. be marching. So, I will say, Taiwan does drag pretty well. I have to say the quality of drag in Taiwan has improved dramatically. Uh, I think that's maybe partially because of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Like that's kind of made it much more accessible to an international audience. Um, I did see some drag shows maybe 20 years ago, but it mm. was pretty... Um, pr there were usually one-offs. There were only a handful of people who were doing it. Now, I, I think there's got to be like a dozen different people. At least a dozen people there's are doing it. a lot. And they're actually pretty... Like, they're pretty good, I gotta I, say, the, of the ones I've seen. I'm, I'm impressed. I actually bumped into... I was ha having dinner at a restaurant with some friends, and the people at the next table, there was a drag queen and a drag king, and they both like pointed us to their Instagram pages, and they have some serious like makeup and outfits like they know what they're doing it's pretty impressive i think there's a drag brunch i think there are like drag parties so at any rate all right we're gonna move now on to something you alluded to a moment ago something very hot and, yes. And that is the temperature in Taipei City. Yeah, uh, apparently... So let me ask you something, Andrew. In your years of being in Taiwan, has it gotten noticeably hotter? I feel like it has. I feel like, from in my memory, the hottest month of the year was always August. Mm -hmm. And it was always like the beginning of August. Beginning to middle of August is when it really peaks. Yes. The major heat, if you will. Um, but I don't know. I don't remember it being this hot this early. It's... Uh, it, it, you know, growing up in, in the States and then coming back to Taiwan every so often, you always relate Taiwan to being a very hot place. But it just feels like in these past few years, it's just been getting more and more relentless. Mm. You know, the heat, it just keeps coming for you. And I it's so hard to describe, but it is indeed getting hotter because yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon on Monday, tai, uh, Taipei recorded its highest 
uh, temperature in 124 years. What? Would you care to venture how how uh, hot that is? <laughs> oh man! Well, I know that Taiwan usually has highs like they don't usually break much higher than 37. Yeah. So I'm gonna say like right around there. We're it must have been close, right? 38.9. What? And for our American listeners, that's 102 degrees Fahrenheit. What? And if you add in the humidity with like oh yeah with that heat, it, you understand how intense that is. Ugh, and it's I mean it is often like more than fifty percent humidity here. It's like crazy, forty percent. Yeah, There's all kinds of especially before it rains. Remember, actually on Sunday it thunderstormed on Sunday, yeah. and I, my friends and I were just like, oh come on, will it just please rain already? Yeah, because then after it rains, then the the humidity goes down. Very much so, and it was very, I, I I think you know I know what you're talking about because that was like a, a typhoon. It was almost torrential. Ugh, that rain. Cats and dogs. Yeah, cats and dogs. But that's the thing. This is not the first time this month that Taipei has broken that record. So that record was broken before earlier this week and then yesterday they were just like nope got hotter oh my goodness yeah see that and when you told me there was a heat record i was thinking the one like a couple days ago two three days ago no, and you're saying that yesterday it did it again so it's gonna get relentless i'm so scared it might hit like 40 oh this year that's that is just brutal i remember when i lived in um like in the states we get hot temperatures yeah. but it was never this humid it's like it not was never muggy, muggy. Yeah. right it just felt like you were under a convection you were like a rotisserie chicken right i uh, know and but now we are what now it's like you're in a sauna steamed dumplings yeah, yeah. Like it gets <laughs> everywhere it just gets everywhere oh man well hopefully we won't see too many more record-breaking temperatures um i think we actually have our perfect segue into our next topic yeah steamed dumplings why don't you go ahead and tell <laughs> us about steamed dumplings Oh, uh, the steamed dumplings. Oh, you have another one. Oh, you got that. Oh, we've got the one about the air conditioning. Yeah, which one do you want, man? Oh, my goodness. Um, let's go into, let's play some music and think about it. I'll surprise you when we come back. Okay. How's that? I'm going to say let's go with our original plan, air conditioning. Okay. I still see the wheels kind of spinning in your head right now. Yeah. Okay. So have you, you've been, you've taught in classrooms in Taiwan before, right? Oh, yes. Have they had air conditioning? Uh, they had fans. You know, it's interesting because I was, I only taught in the fall semesters. So I don't, oh. I don't know if they have air conditioning or okay, not. Okay. That's all right. Because the Ministry of Education committed uh, $35.6 billion New Taiwan dollars to upgrade electrical systems of older schools and install air conditioners in about 100,000 classrooms. That's a billion U.S. dollars. That is a billion U.S. dollars. What? And, um, you know, in Taiwan, they really care about the quality of education that you're having. So I think air conditioning was almost a luxury when I was going to school in Taiwan. And that's mm. about, oh, man, that's almost 20 years ago now. Did you have air conditioning in any of your classrooms? We did. We okay. did. I was lucky because I went to a private school. Um, but back then, it was just like, oh, your school has air conditioning. So yeah. your school was like, oh, your school is pretty good. Um, and the Ministry of Education really wants to do this by 2025. 2025. So you got five more years. Five more years. Yeah. And I, I say... Like I said before, man, with the way temperatures are now, those kids really need it. Can you imagine? 
You know, it's interesting because I remember um, thinking that, you know, this is sort of like that Spartan education, right? Kids mm-hmm. can tough it out. Like if it's too cold, you tough it out. If it's too hot, you tough it out. But actually, we've seen some major temperature changes just in the time that I've been here. So I'm thinking maybe this is the way to go, especially if the world is only getting hotter. Yeah. My only concern is this is actually going to use up more electricity and it's going to be pumping more hot air out into the environment. No, not, not necessarily, because this also includes upgrading electrical systems of older schools. So they're going to be installing more efficient uh, machinery mm. that will actually probably help in the long term, I'm guessing. Oh, wow. Um, right now, there are 10,708 public schools that are 20 years or older, and some of those schools have never had their systems upgraded. Wow. So we're dealing with air conditioners 20 years ago. Those things probably put holes in the ozone there. They're still probably putting holes oh, in the ozone no. there. Oh, I wonder if they use solar energy at some of those schools or maybe some other forms of green energy. I'm sure they do. I think it's more of a trickle-down effect. Like mm. local governments commit to do it using green energy and somehow the schools really tap into those power, power grids. You can have the kids pedal. You could have, like, while they're in class, pedal power. That's the PE class. <laughs> you guys want to cool down with aircon? Like, let's have the you kids in PE. Save it up now. <laughs> save it up now. Oh, my goodness. I think the kids will come after us if they ever hear about our great ideas. <laughs> but I'm glad to see that they're doing that. I think that's a good thing. Definitely. I mean, can you imagine needing to concentrate on your studies without air conditioning in this weather? There is no way. You know, it's interesting. I think... During testing time, they, they call them kaosen, like these are the, the test takers. Yeah. But then they sometimes replace the kao with kaoro the kao. So it's oh. like, it sounds like you're baking students instead of test taking students. It's like grilling them. It's a homonym, kaoshen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be a kaoshen. <laughs> All right. So let's say you don't have the air conditioning. Uh, one upside is that you could like bring some like raw dumplings to school and then they'll steam themselves. <laughs> so uh, dumplings, uh, we're talking specifically about the kind known as zongs. Yeah. So these are, or ba zong, right? Yes. Um, these are the, the traditional pyramid shaped rice dumplings, usually wrapped in like bamboo leaves yes. or shellflower leaves um, that have a variety of different uh, ingredients mm. um, like peanuts, egg, mushrooms, pork, uh, shrimp, egg yolk, egg yolk. Yeah. Oof, those are all really good. And then sometimes they're steamed, sometimes they're boiled. And they also, of course, have rice, but they could have like uh, like glutinous rice. You make me so hungry. Oh right man, now. I'm so starving. Okay, so tell me uh, what you learned about these dumplings over the holiday weekend. Okay, so the thing about dumplings uh, is that they're traditionally eaten over the uh, Dragon Ball Festival, which is the long weekend we just had. Um, and they are delicious. I love me a good dumplings, man. Uh, last week, you gave us one on Taiwan Insider, and that, I, I'm still thinking about it. Mm. But doctors are warning that eating several in one meal can cause indigestion, bloating, gastric acid reflux, heartburn, and other stomach ailments. What? Yeah. Um. And one of the uh one gastroenterology doctor, uh, surnamed Zhu, he said he recently had a patient that was a 50 year old taxi driver, and you know taxi drivers they eat when they can, and this yeah. guy also takes diabetes medicine. Mm. Uh, he recently 
bought a bag of zongzi and ate several in one sitting. Mm -mm. And I can really relate to that because that sounds like something I would do. (laughs) Um, I'm not a taxi driver, but nobody is above eating a bag of zongzi, man. (laughs) And apparently he said he later developed bloating, gastric acid reflux, and hiccup and uh, sought medical help. But the thing is, a lot of people are more conscious about like, they're actually really high in calories, man, if you Uh. think about what they do. Because... The uh, the preparation methods needed, it's all preserved stuff, right? They got high levels of fat, high level of salt, not a lot of uh, dietary fiber. Yeah. And he says everything traditionally that's put in a, uh, a tzongz is fermented, if not cooked, really... In fat. Yeah, in yeah, fat. Yeah. And he says, like, this is the kind of thing that will just absolutely destroy your digestive system and lead to a lot of gas buildup. My concern is it's a lot because if they're made of glutinous rice, that can sit in your stomach for a while. Yeah. Like that's hard to break down. That's, that's not easy carbs to deal with. Not just that, but like the, like you said, the carb content, Mm. people with diabetes Mm. should really shouldn't be eating them. Right. Cause it turns into sugar, right? Yeah. Oh man. So, you know, it's interesting every year when we come to like Dragon Boat Festival or we get to Mid Autumn Festival, which is known for mooncakes. Oh, they're always like, how many times do you have to climb Taipei 101 to burn off a mooncake? It's like a quarter of a mooncake is like three Taipei 101. It's like, that's not fair. How's that fair? It's like, what are you talking about? You make these beautiful, delicious foods, tempt us, and then what are we? You not punish us it? for it? Like, oh, the yeah. world's not fair like that, Andrew. So they're saying only eat one. They're in saying, a sitting? Yeah, in a sitting, only eat one. Or like, one over the weekend. Not over the weekend. One like, in a sitting. One in a day one is what they're time. saying. Okay. Like, I mean, during those times, people eat maybe one per meal. Mm. But they're actually saying, I mean, I used to, I, I could, I used to could maybe put down two or three in a meal, man. How many did you have this past weekend? I was very good. I had one a day. Oh wow! That's it. Good I, for you. Oh, I have one a day. I mean, the one you gave me was so good. <laughs> but I, I uh, now people are so health conscious. Social media things are always popping up, just like the mooncake stuff. Mm. Uh, same thing with zongzi. It's like, oh, do you know how many calories a zongzi has? And like every time you look at it, it's like, oh man, you're delicious. But oh. the Taipei 101 diagram comes up in my uh. head, like oh, I'm not climbing that many stairs. <laughs> oh, zongzi, zongzi, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. <laughs> Right before we go today, I am dying to ask you a little bit more about that solar eclipse um, from. Wow, it's going on like two weeks. Yeah, a week, a week, a little over a week ago. A little bit. Um, and you said that you heard something very interesting about how much that solar eclipse uh, had an impact on solar power. Right. Which I didn't even think of. I um, mean, yeah. Let me just say that. The eclipse, you could when the moon passed in front of the sun, you could significantly feel like the what the difference in weather and the difference in in lighting. It was darker, right? It was darker, but like if you look up at the sun without glasses, it just looks like the sun's there. Okay. Um, they're saying that it reduced solar output by one point six nine gigawatts. Okay. And it, let me answer your question. It takes one point twenty one <laughs> gigawatts to send a DeLorean back in time to nineteen eighty five. Shut up! Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wait, how do you know this? No, things? that's from Back to the Future, man. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Okay, uh, so what happens was this is so. Let me put this in perspective for you. One point six nine gigawatts is the output equivalent of two Tongxiao power plants, 
which is Taiwan's second largest gas-fired uh, power plant in Miaoli. Uh, for how long? Uh, I think for for the duration of for the eclipse. For the duration of the yeah. eclipse. Whoa. So that's significant. That is very significant. It says that uh, output, solar energy output that day peaked at 1.73 gigawatts. And at the peak of the eclipse, it dropped down to 42 megawatts. Oh, So wait. we're into completely different units of measurement now wow so wait so does uh, this is maybe a silly question but do, do clouds impact the solar panels as well they, they definitely do because I'm, I'm assuming like the moon blocking out the sun completely is going to have a bigger impact than clouds yes because some sunlight will come through it right yes okay because the angle is just so that you know 99 percent of the sun was blocked out and in other parts of taiwan it was up to 95 percent that's amazing that you, if you looked, it would seem like the sun was still completely there. But the then, like, actually, no. The sun is super powerful, man. Wow. It was, uh, it, like, you couldn't even tell there was the moon in front of it. I thought maybe it was because this, the clouds were going over it. But no, it was because you could feel the temperature dip. That was the Oof. scariest thing. Feel the temperature yeah. dip. Ooh, got the shivers just thinking about it. Well, thank you so much for joining us for today's Here in Taiwan. I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. Stay tuned. There's much more ahead on RTI. Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, a little bit over a week ago, Taiwan had the rare opportunity to see an annular solar eclipse. Now, that's a rare kind of eclipse where the moon, at its peak, blocks out 99% of the sun, leaving a bright orange outer rim, which is often called the Ring of Fire. The only problem with the annular solar eclipse was that only certain parts of Taiwan could see the Ring of Fire. Now, a lot of people flocked down to southern Taiwan and maybe some of the outlying islands in order to view the eclipse, but seeing how it was on a Sunday, not many people could make the trip out there. Now, this is where I really love the internet because of its creativity. A lot of netizens actually found ways to make their own eclipses at home or find substitutes for the eclipse. Because the annular solar eclipse won't happen for another 195 years in Taiwan. 70 years from now, there will be another eclipse in Taiwan, but it's not going to occur on the same magnitude as what happened last Sunday. Anyway, without further ado, I present to you the creativity of the internet in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. Don't go away. This week on Hashtag Taiwan, I want to talk to you about FOMO. What's FOMO, you ask? Well, it's the fear of missing out. On June 21st, parts of Taiwan were treated to a rare solar eclipse that won't happen again for another 195 years. And when I say parts of Taiwan, I actually mean the parts between these two lines. What does annular mean? It means that the moon blocks out the center of the sun, creating a ring of fire. If you're feeling FOMO because you missed the eclipse, don't you worry because the internet's got your back. Taiwan's Central Weather Bureau streamed the eclipse using advanced telescopic equipment offering a clearer picture than what we got in southern Taiwan. And the best part of it is you could do it in the air-conditioned comfort of your own home. Even more creative were people's attempts to create their own eclipse. The Ocean's Affairs Council got cheeky posting this picture a day before the eclipse even happened. But take a closer look. That's not an eclipse. That's a rubber band. A lot of people made their own rubber band eclipses, but my favorite is by Summer Tsai. She used her dog as a black background for the rubber band. Just look at that face.
Resident RTI foodie Andrew Ryan tweeted, Just a tiny bit disappointed that nobody posted a picture of a sun cake with a huge bite mark. I feel like that's the Taiwan foodie content that we need and deserve. Don't worry, Andrew. Transportation Minister Ling Jialong's got you covered. But first, a Chinese lesson. Ru means sun, which is represented here by a sun cake. Ruhuan refers to the ring of fire that occurs when the moon is completely in front of the sun, represented here by a sun cake with the center taken out. Ruhuan si is the proper noun for annular solar eclipse. The shi that's written here means to eat because during an eclipse, it looks like the moon is eating the sun. Learning languages is a lot easier with visual aids. So here is Minister Lin chowing down on a centerless sun cake to demonstrate literally Huan shi. Finally, some people online realize that you don't need to wait 195 years to see another eclipse. For example, Foreign Ministry photographer Eric Hu took this picture of what looks like an eclipse. On closer inspection, that's not the moon, that's a weather ball blocking out the sun. Here's another picture of an eclipse produced with a water tower and a crafty angle. What's the lesson here? Well, with a little bit of imagination, you don't have to worry about FOMO. Now, I certainly do hope you enjoyed this iteration of Hashtag Taiwan. And remember to get in touch with me if you'd like to suggest any topics you think I should talk about on the show. You can find me at the Radio Taiwan International Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Radio Taiwan International or facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. I manage both of those inboxes. Anyway, until next time, stay safe, stay healthy and have fun. I'll see you guys next week. Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting your letters, uh, letters that you write us, and you know, just to let us know what programs you heard this past week and what you think about them. Good or bad, really, good or bad. You know, we always <laughs> want, to, yeah, we always want to do better. Especially the bad, I guess. No, no, I'm just kidding. But anyway, it's always an encouragement to hear from you. But before we get to those letters, though, um, we're going to give a little bit of our, our personal update here. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. I mean, it looks like we have a bit of an update to give. What happened to your neck, Shirley? I see you've got some nasty-looking marks. Did you get injured, or did you go to the dreaded, what we call in Chinese, guasa, where they uh, scrape, yeah, your neck scrape your neck until it turns an awful color? It's supposed to be good for you. Yeah. Well, no, I didn't get scraping done. Neither on my of neck. those things. N no, so you didn't no. get hurt either. You know, uh, I think I might have gotten like um, a crick in the neck. Mm -hmm. um, got off on the wrong side of the bed, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty bad a week ago because I could not. It wasn't only like I couldn't turn to my right. It was also that I couldn't turn back. You couldn't lift your head up. Yeah, I couldn't lift my head. Right, right. Yeah, oh, this is you know to take pills. <laughs> this <laughs> so is what. Okay. 
I don't know what the word for in English is. I guess you have the same kind stiff, of problem sometimes. I, sometimes it's it, I, in English. I guess we just say a stiff neck or stiff neck. Slept, that's it. Slept, that's it. I slept funny or in a weird position. Yeah, stiff neck. There's a that's word. It. There's a really useful word for a word that describes this exactly in Chinese, and it's kind of a weird word. Laozi. Yeah. Literally, like falling off your pillow. Is that what that means? Literally. You know, I that's don't know what that character really means. Yeah. But that's the word but, we use for when you wake up and your neck is ah. And you yeah. can't move. It happens to me from time to time. I know. But how did you get those awful marks, though? What did you... <laughs> we have this uh, sort of like a, what do you call it? A therapist? A physical therapist? It's the physical therapist place. Okay. Just downstairs. So convenient. Oh, wow. But there are all these older people who's constantly there every day. But, uh, but um, so I had the doctor check me out. And then so she put me on, uh, you know, like a, what do you call it? A, a therapy session. Okay. So I went, I would go in every morning for about an hour. And I first I get these electric shocks. Oh, so and it's the electric shocks that got me these marks on my neck. Okay, so they use suction cups. Yeah, well, yeah, that's it, suction that's cups. It but and then they send you know electric waves through the pulse. It's sort of a gel that they apply to make sure that it. Conducts. Actually, I did not have any gel. On okay, me, but, so uh, I guess we should explain. Usually, when you say physical therapist. Um, at least in the states where I'm from, that t- seems to that tends to imply a serious problem, and you need to like you've been in an accident, you've had a stroke maybe, and you need to learn to walk again or something like that. Oh yeah. In but... Taiwan, these doctors in these clinics uh, do see patients like that. Mm-hmm. I've seen there are some pretty uh, interesting looking. They look kind of painful actually. Treatments that they give to people who look like they've been in, maybe in an accident, but they are not like a hospital ward or something like that. They're actually no. like ordinary clinics. Clinic. And if you do have Something relatively minor, like a stiff neck, you can go to them. I've been one time when, I don't know what happened, I pulled a muscle in my back. Yeah. And uh, they did the same electroshock thing to me. I don't remember getting horrible marks, marks? like that on my really? back, though. I don't well, know. again, it was on my back. Maybe I couldn't see. but. Oh, okay. Yeah, so anyway. But after like 20 minutes of the electric waves and all that, then they put me on, uh, on my back, mm-hmm. uh, lie down. And have this machine that pulls my neck. Oh. Yeah, it's like a belt that goes right under my chin so, and pulls. Right. I was yeah. there. They had someone's leg in that contraption. Right. Um, and they had them lying on like a bed. It's like yeah. a hospital bed. And they, 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 I think that the whoever it was, it looked like they'd been in some kind of a accident. They uh, had some bruising and stuff. And while I was at my appointment, you could see that. So anyway, um, when they told me that I was going to go on that, you know, the pulling machine, I was I was scared. Every time when I saw other people doing this, it, it just looked scary, you know, being pulled apart kind of thing. And uh, it was my first time. So I said, that looks scary. I'm not sure if I want to get on it. Ugh. She said, no, just try it. It really doesn't, it, it's not what you think. And sure enough, it's, it, it, you don't even feel like you're really being pulled that much. Yeah. So the first time they tried seven kilos, which seems like a lot. Like resistance? Like to, yeah. I, yeah. To pull it up she, seven I guess. That, uh, <laughs> okay, so it's like a, a counterweight. It's like a pulley. Yeah. Okay. Right, and then uh, after three sessions of that, three days of that, then then they added another, another weight. kilo, another weight. So it's a bit like so a, at the gym eight. almost. So it's not really talking about kilos, is it? I, I, don't, I don't. know. I wouldn't think so. It could be just a setting. Yeah, I th- guys, that scared me. You know, actually, I was thinking like seven kilos, that's a lot, but it didn't feel like I was being pulled that much weight. Maybe they just said the number seven and you assumed it was a... I know. It's just a setting. It it was a weight, you know, measurement or something Mm. like that. Anyway, so just those two things. And it takes about, I don't know, 50 minutes or something. Wow, you've been going for more than a week now, huh? 
Yeah, well, yeah. It's, I, actually, it's feeling a lot better, even the first day after the first day of the session. Usually but, after a day or two, that tends to go away. It must be pretty serious. Did you yeah, hurt yourself exercising, maybe? It doesn't sound like I you slept funny. No, nuh-uh. It was just a, a night's sleep, and then I got up just feeling that way, you know, stiff neck and mm. all that kind of stuff. So you never know. Well, in Taiwan, we have a lot of um, different ways of dealing with this problem. Mm. Um and I, I think we should export some of them because I've had this problem before <laughs> I came here some t- now and again, and there was never really much you could do except for take a, a Motrin or an ibuprofen and wait oh, it out. Um, taking so much pills is not good for you. Here, um, but... there's what most people do is they go to the drugstore, the pharmacy, and they buy these. Well, I don't know if they're medicated, but they're numbing. Some of them are. They've got Chinese herbs mixed in, and some of them are just like tiger balm type yeah, stuff. Okay, They're pads. Okay, the sticky. pads, yeah, I know. And you stick them on and it make it kind of numbs it. It makes it all feel cool and tingly. Oh, cool, yeah, tingly. And well, the other thing that I, I get did... allergic to those. Oh, really? Yeah, I get a whole square, you know, like swollen red Ooh, patch. <laughs> from where you stuck the... Yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to those, the so other, I stay away from those. The other one that I've done once before, too, is like a... It's like a Chinese doctor, yes. but not a not the medical doctor, more like the Chinese equivalent of a physical therapist or a chiropractor. Right. And they just kind of like manipulate your neck a little bit. Okay. They apply some salve or some kind of, okay. you know, ointment, and then they yeah. crack, crack. Okay. Yeah, I know. Same. I've done that too. And that I helped a little that. bit. But I have to say the electrical uh, stimulation that you talked about is probably, that made me, I felt better pretty much right away. They gave me some painkillers afterwards, but that right. really made a difference. Yeah. Well, you know, I've had acupuncture before when I got a stiff neck. And because I was having oh. a stiff neck for like a week. I forgot acupuncture. That's something different, though. That that worked. Okay. You know, I know of Americans who tried acupuncture. They loved it. I've done it before. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess it works, you know, amazing power. Mm. So uh, acupuncture, that was another thing. That was after having a stiff neck for a week and it wouldn't go away. So then I went to a doctor, a Chinese doctor. Mm. Because uh, I was desperate, and they gave me <laughs> acupuncture, and that worked. So, but this time it's like you know I'm just going for these um, you know uh, therapy session every day uh, for a week. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a break now because I'm much better now. Okay. And see how it goes. But uh, is it yeah. a posture thing? Do you think? Do you think working at the desk or? It could be. It could be just you know they're telling me try not to sit in soft sofas. You know, so try to sit in a chair, mm. and um and 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 also don't sit in the same posture for too long. Like get up and walk around, rest a bit before you get back to the computer and that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um. Well, besides that, I'm just a. I'm I'm usually a tense kind of person, so that's why. Mm. Even in my sleep, I guess <laughs> you know. Yeah, actually, um, I got these braces, or actually one brace. I don't know what you call it, just for my upper part. So then, when I go to sleep, I put it on because I'm my molars are being grinded to the point where it's like it's almost gone. It's like lower, lower. I mean, that lower like than my problem. gum. Huh? That sounds like a separate problem. Are they connected? Do you think? A stress. I'm just, you know, very tense. I okay. sleep very lightly and I grind my teeth. Don't you, you know about people grinding their teeth at night? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I I asked my husband if, you know, if you've ever heard mm. me grind my teeth. I said, no. But then again, he's a, he's a deep sleeper. <laughs> they sell mouth guards that, that help so with that. So that's it. It's a, it's a night guard. Okay. It's a night guard that I got. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. I'm just a stressful person. Well. I need to stress out. Stress out. Maybe it's all that preparation. Remember, we were talking last time about helping feeding your very picky relatives and parents. Okay. Well, maybe that's what did it. Yeah, probably, you know, because it happened after that. Because you were very worried about that. Maybe that's <laughs> anyway. the culprit. Yeah. All right. Well, I just I... need to 
Take deep breaths. Yeah. I hope those bugs go away. They look really awful. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, let's get to the letters. Hey. I think, uh, yes, our listeners would love to hear their letters being read. So we always love to hear from you. Write us letters and let us know what programs you listen to. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel as well. Okay, I've got a letter here from Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. Uh, he listed in on June 18th um, at 9405 kilohertz. Simple rating was okay, um, 34433. The audio was heard relatively stable with some noises. So then the programs that he heard, he said under program details, in the spotlight, that's my program, a different business model talked with David Ding, that was, uh, the founder of English school, a cram school called SK2. He also talked about him being a youth ambassador when he was younger. So that was again from Eddie Prabo of Indonesia. We've got a letter here from Brazil this coming to us from our listener there, Reginaldo Asunciação, who writes, uh, Hello, how are you? And greetings from Brazil. Well, some information about RTI and the programs I listened to. Uh, there was, of course, the interval signal ID. Also, there was news information about Taiwan, the local area and the region, questions and about politics, economics and society. Uh, with classic shorts, there were some beautiful words and some nice music as well by Natalie Tso. Uh, he writes, I like other segments too, Jukebox Republic, for instance. On also, uh, our program is about current affairs. Taiwan is a wonderful country, traditions with traditions, culture, and music. Um, this is about our April 5th broadcast, uh, but the letters did to June 22nd. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We're still glad. to I forget what we did that day, but <laughs> we're still glad to know that uh, you were able to receive it pretty well. In, and in South America, of all places, mm. where we are not broadcasting directly at the moment. The simple, as you might imagine, wasn't too great. Three, 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 two, two. But uh, it sounds like uh, he was able to pick up some details of our broadcasts. And it says, I would like a certain uh, information, including a QSL card. Thank you very much. Yours sincerely, Reginaldo Asunciação of Brazil. Okay, we've got uh, this letter here from Dilda Ahmed Lagari of Pakistan. And uh, he says, to RTI English, hope all your friends are fine. I heard the broadcast today. I feel very good. I'm sending you the audio recording of this broadcast. Well, thank you so much, but you wouldn't need to do that in the future. And uh, I hope it will help you improve the reception of the broadcast. And uh, so he listened in on June 20th, it was, at 9405 kilohertz. Uh, SIO rating was 434, and um, he used a Kaito KA107 receiver model, and location was Dadu Sindh, Pakistan. So thank you for the details. That was Dildar Ahmed Lagari of Pakistan. We've just received a stack of reports here about a, a range of broadcasts that we did. Looks like from, let's see, the end of February into around the end of April, Uh and this is coming to us from a, a listener in Israel, David Crystal. Uh, there's a nice typewritten note at the, at the front that says uh, Radio Taiwan International. Here are some reception reports of your English service. My main receiver is an ICOM ICR75 with outdoor antenna. Please reply. One QSL card will do. There is quite a thick stack of reports here, but I'll choose some of the highlights. We've got a... Among the more recent programs here uh, is our broadcast of April 16th. We had here in Taiwan talking about a film of Hong Kong that was in the spotlight uh, about growth and layoffs and being self-employed. Then on April 25th, there was a discussion about face masks and how to talk about them in Chinese. 
Taiwan Wines and Spirits. That was probably my. <laughs> that was probably me. Um, and oh, that actually was me. We talked to a Taiwanese wine producer uh, about how there used to be a state monopoly, but not now. And uh, we also heard uh, an episode of Feast Meets West about uh, bakers. And the third course was, of course, muffins. Andrew makes uh, the best muffins. Yeah. And uh, on April 27th, there was here in Taiwan about requirements about wearing masks. It looks like uh, the simple ratings were generally okay. But uh, again, because of the length of time, uh, all over the board. So, <laughs> But we really appreciate uh, you faithfully tracking our broadcast almost every day for mm. almost two months. It's really great to hear from you. And uh, we don't get many letters from Israel. So it's no. good to know how we're being received over there. Thanks very much. That comes to us once again from David Crystal. Great. Thank you. Okay. I've got one here from Bangalore, India. It's from Mr. Miralida M., and uh, it says, Dear Ma'am and Sir, I listened to the great programs broadcast of Radio Taiwan International. He listened in on June 19th from 1600 to 1700 UTC at 9405 kHz. Simple rating was 43333. Uh, he heard the news, also Taiwan Insider, uh, about the solidarity rally held in support of Black Lives Matter. Also Taiwan Today. Well, interview with a Fulbright scholar talking about Taiwan's small political parties. And also Taiwan Explained. That's one of the um, segments from Taiwan Insider. Okay, and it says here, best regards in 73. That was, again, Mr. Miralida M. of Bangalore, India. We've got a letter here from the Philippines. This comes to us from Zach Alvarez, who writes, Dear Radio Taiwan International, I have received your station in English earlier at 0300 UTC on 15320 kHz. I've heard uh, the English news with information and some cultural programs. When listening to this station, the signal of the English service was excellent, with slight fading on, on this frequency. I'm always listening to your station every day because I'm staying at home while listening to shortwave radio during the general community quarantine due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, is a reception report for our June 22nd broadcast. The simple rating was 55545, so pretty good. Yeah. So that comes to us once again from Zach Alvarez of the Philippines. Thanks for writing in. Okay, and now we go to Japan. This is coming to us from Shin Makino of Saitama Ken, Japan. It says, Your dear sir and ma'am, I wish to report reception of the broadcasting station Radio Taiwan International. Well, he listened in on June 19th from 0300 to 0334 UTC on shortwave 15320 kHz. Uh, he listened to the news. Yes, the news. Well, to list a few, the foreign ministry says it is closely monitoring high-level talks between the United States and China. Taiwan is set to donate 20,000 rapid uh, COVID-19 testing kits to several diplomatic allies in Central America. And that the world's leading primatologist, Jane Goodall, has been awarded a prize for sustainable development by the Tang Prize Foundation here in Taiwan. Uh, Town reported one new imported case of COVID-19 on Thursday. Well, uh, yes, bringing the total number of confirmed infections so far up to 446. But yes, this was uh, on June 19th, that was. And then Taiwan and Sweden are set to put 250 million NT dollars into a series of joint research projects. A simple rating was 35343. And it uh, says here, my impression of your program, I was uh, monitoring on the radio because the voice was buried in the noise. I couldn't understand the content. So I reported reception using web SDR. There was a topic of a rail cruise being planned for the summer. Right. And I was very interested in going to town once to do a rail trip. Yeah, I was <sighs> in on that episode, I remember. Well, hopefully, hopefully. someday yeah. we'll be able to reopen to, to tourists. Uh, right. 
Okay, and one last line. It says, it seems to be a very hot day, so please take care of your health. Thank you very much. That was Shin Makino of Japan. Well, thank you so much for all your letters. We'd love to continue to hear from you, so do write us. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember to check out our Facebook page and our YouTube channel as well. We post stuff there almost every day. All right, we'll see you in July. I'm Shirley Lin. Oh, it is almost July, isn't it? Yes. I'm John Van Trieste. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs> 